Welcome back to this new episode, The Journey Podcast, the number one podcast in the country. You already know, this is your boy Man Zimbaya, always your host, I'm here. And guys, I want to take some time to thank you again for always tuning in and listening to our podcast. Man, I feel so grateful, man. I feel so grateful to have you and also, I mean... It's a privilege for me, I mean, to have all these countries listening to my podcast. I mean, it's amazing. And I will not disappoint you guys. I will always bring you creative people, artists that inspires me, but also I feel like they inspire the world and people around them. So I'm going to introduce you to someone I have in the house. I have a very special guest in the house, and he's a brother of mine from another mother. That's what's from, up. From the motherland, man. And uh, East Africans to East Africans, bro. Um, so it would take a day to introduce my brother here, but I think um, there is a lot to talk about about you. And welcome, bro. Welcome hey, to hey, the Journey hey. Podcast. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much, man. I've 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 heard the ideas. I remember at the beginning when you were telling me. I want to do this podcast. I want to bring all these all the creative like people into one space and let's just have a conversation. Yeah. But the fact that this has has come into existence and yeah. it's finally here, bro, bro, big up to you, man. No, big up to yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Gino, hey, representing Kenya. That's man. what's up. Big up to yourself. Thank you so much. Welcome man. to the Journey Podcast. I'm I mean, happy to I'm be very here. honored to invite you to my episode and. Yeah, I'm looking forward for us to have this conversation and this dialogue all for all this time, man. I've been waiting for all these weeks for you to come here in the studio and grateful for you to come here. Man, how are you doing, man? I'm good. It's mm. been a long time coming, huh? I know. Long overdue conversation. Mm. No, I am great, man. I am great. I'm grateful as well, man. Yeah. I mean, the fact that... Uh, you know we're still here in good health yeah despite all the crazy things going on I know, we can I know. still make our art mm. man that's a privilege you just have that's to a privilege man that. and i mean we were having a conversation earlier before we start to record this episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, guys i'm gonna make sure that you can hear some of the things we talked about me and gino yep. like it's a privilege to be an artist bro it is a gift it's a gift it's you, a gift you can't even understand it's something that it's almost like it's something spiritual, man. Yeah. It finds you, it finds you, and it's not you who finds it. Yeah. You know, mm. if someone asks you, why do you make art? You cannot explain them because this and this. I mean, you can, but at the same time, it's just like in your blood, yeah. in your DNA. Mm. You feel like it came from a different place. Exactly, man. But like, you know, mm. so that's, it's the one thing that there's no one who can take that away from you. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like we artists sometimes tend to be very ungrateful for that, you know, and we take take that for granted, but also like not seriously because it is something we do as a habit and we feel like everyone can do it, but not everyone can do that. Yep. Yeah, maybe some people can try to do that, but that is a gift, you know, and we should just do the art for our soul. That's That's what I feel, you know. Yeah. Art is, art is expression. Mm. There are some things you can learn in a classroom. Mm. There are some things that a teacher can teach you. 
but there are some things that 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 you get and find you that there's no one who can teach you that you know exactly. an idea if if you if you if you're a painter mm. there is a way you will look at that image at that canvas that will be authentic with yourself that there's no one who will teach you okay i can know how to brush i yeah. can know how to do this mm. if i'm a musician like me um you can go and give me all the instruments you can and, and show me how to play them these are the chords these are the scales the notes i'm a producer this is the software yeah mm. but there is another aspect within me which will tell me this is how I should use it. This is the idea. You can give me a piano sound, but I'll change it. Yeah. I'll tweak it. Mm. That way it makes me feel internally in a, a different way. Yeah. It generates emotion within me. And that is, man, that is, that is magic. Honestly, that, that, speaking, is, that magic, is man. real life magic. Real life and magic. You just have to be grateful for that. Always, you just have to be always grateful, grateful for that. For that. And let's talk about being grateful. And I'm grateful that I met you, bro. Yeah. I mean, when, how do we? How uh, actually? How did we meet, man? Man, that was way back. I think three and a half years ago. Mm. I think we met at some at a, I think it was a house party or something like that. Time flies. Time flies. Mm. House party. Maybe uh, I met you from Gabby, my girlfriend. I think so. Mm. Gabby and uh, and Marie. Like I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Then I think what like had made us have the connection, like first of all, East African brothers, mm. but more so, man, we are creatives, and creative people just understand each other. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, like creative people understand each other. We understand the struggle of creativity and the gift of creativity, and we respect each other's journey. Exactly. So that just mm. builds a connection. Like, yeah. man, like explain to me, how did you start dancing? How did mm. you start this? You asked me, how did you, how do you make music? Why do you make music? Yeah. And we just feed off each other. Because like we that. are also contributing to each other, all of us. You know, I am bringing dance. You are bringing music. You are creating music. You yeah. know, and I feel like that instrument of mine, my body. You know, while I'm dancing, moving. You know, I am creating things that. I, don't even have an idea you know they're just coming those are expressions those are storytelling everything that is coming and you are there as a producer you are also creating what you are feeling and also seeing and we, when we match it it's magic it's magic you know and talking about that you are a music producer you know and yep. you, you do music but you also do music for yourself also yeah and i've been seeing recently uh, like releasing songs and one of the songs Siren one of yep. the songs and yeah so let's talk about your current project for the moment yeah um so right now uh it's been a it's been a crazy time especially if i put it at this year mm. this year i could arguably say in terms of as a creative this is the most i have expanded and really gone into the art yeah because you know we had a lockdown yeah which means like normally during the day mm. i'm at the office come back home do my music this time i was home the whole time yeah. which means all the ideas that i had i finally had the time and space to just explore this mm. earlier i was i was i was i was releasing individual songs then i put them all together made an ep yeah but then now on top of that i was like making the songs just me 
Yeah. But then I realized, no, there are other creative people out here and mm. we need to go and feed off each other. Yeah. So now I just got a group of singers, other people who I know in the music industry or who are just passionate about about, yeah. about music, but also have like a daily job and all of mm. that and didn't know how they can get that expression out. Yeah. Found them. I've started doing a bunch of collaborations. Because, um, sorry for stopping you there, because I've seen uh, on your Instagram with a band, mm-hmm. like you were doing drums. So yes, yes, was yes. that one of the people you visited? No, that's... Mm. Um, so actually, mm. on, the latest, um, on the latest song I released, uh, so that's actually a church band. Yeah. So how I got... <laughs> this is funny that you bring this up, because... This is actually what will explain how I got into music in the first place. Yeah. So my dad was religious. Mm. Yeah. Um, like very like religious. And he was actually uh, on the side. He was a pastor. Yeah. So of course, you know how they want you. If um, he wanted me and my brothers to be involved in the music aspect in the church. In gospel. In gospel music. Mm. Exactly. So me, I was more so interested in in the drums and guitars and all of that. So what I did, how I started into music was I was playing the drums. Yeah. So I started playing the drums at the age of five years old. Yeah. Mm. So that's what got me into the music. So mm. every time, everywhere I go, because I have, I've had the privilege of, um, of living in different places and, yeah. and countries. Mm. So in each of those like places, I always make sure I play the drums at the church. Yeah. Because that just gives me a connection to the beginning. The beginning. Yeah. That's what got me into the music. And um, I just, I feel at home in front of the drum set. And it isn't something that maybe your dad forced you to do, you know? At the beginning, he did. Mm. Yeah. At the beginning, that's how it started. Yeah. But because I didn't know how valuable it would be. Yeah. And he's always been into music. Mm. Yeah. So I think all the creative side, I get it off my dad, not yeah. my mom, off, mm. all from my dad. And um, so only after he introduced me into it, you know, at the beginning when I was a kid, I was like, okay, you know, um, it's not 100% my thing because I didn't know how to use it. Exactly. You know, I had the drum mm. set, I could play it, but I was taking lessons and it, it became almost like, like another like subject in school yeah. and I didn't like that. Mm. But then once I started to understand the instrument, once I started to see, oh, you can do this. If I hit the drum like this, a snare drum like this, I use yeah. the sticks like this, it makes this sound, opened up a world of possibilities. Mm. That's how it started. And so now, based on what you see up until now, I mean, now I'm 26. So all those years, I've still just been playing the drums. So now I can say I've been playing the drums for over 20 years. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, so what you've been seeing on Instagram when I'm playing the drums, that's uh, me at the church here. Yeah. Um, and then also the good like, thing about that about that church is that the musicians are also are very skilled. So I'm learning a lot off of them. They're learning a lot off of me. Mm. I've helped them in the production of some songs as um, individual artists. Nice. And then it is a free space for you guys to share and connect. Exactly, mm. exactly. I think uh, with art... You just need a place where you can just express. Nice. Yeah, you can just express. Very nice. Talking about expression, and how does it feel like for you as a Kenyan moving to Rwanda and 
working here as a consultant but also you are as a creative person and a producer how do you manage all this too mm. so the beginning when i moved here i was in kenya at the time after after university yeah. I graduated mm. but even while i was in university i mean i was i was studying it and computer science and all of that i yeah. think most people who are producers somehow always end up in it i don't know why yeah. but um so i was studying that then i finished that and then of course you know the pressure of society you need to start making money you need to I start know, doing yeah. this this mm. this i was a creative but at the time the music was not bringing any money mm. and i was lucky enough that i had a opportunity that came up here mm. and then i was like i've not been to rwanda this is a great opportunity um of course it would be a desk job yeah. so i'd be working in uh, communication and media mm. and building awareness of projects around rwanda and all of that mm. but at the same time i was like who knows let's go explore it's a journey you know yeah. and uh, we see what happens so that's how i came here and um and i was just in love with the country Amazing. i mean that's why i've stayed for a total of, of four and a half years yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> a lot of people ask me how have you stayed this long i mean this is an amazing place yeah amazing, amazing place no i mean rwanda is amazing man and when you are an expat or a traveler traveling to rwanda i feel like i mean me i'm lucky that everywhere i've traveled i've never limited myself you know when i travel to some places sometimes you find people limiting themselves if they travel to kigali they just want to stay with maybe other kenyans yeah they just want to hang out with kenyans for example you know yeah and i've never felt like that you know i don't want to travel maybe for example to tanzania and then i'm hanging out with around this community only in tanzania you yeah. know i want to hang out with people in dar and know yes how is it how is it here how is the food you know how how do people talk you know how do people party here how do people engage you know because then you get to know more the place and i feel like that's what you have been doing you know because yeah. you've been hanging out with me and my friends and my girlfriend and everyone and here we are man and you and i feel like you i mean you're gonna tell me more but mm-hmm. i feel like that's also a good foundation if you travel to a new country and you just be open for experiencing experience yep. and also meeting people you know life is vast life mm. is so diverse yeah and the human being is also very diverse has the has the potential of of learning all the all these like lessons off of different people and all mm. of that so i think it, it would be a crime yeah. if i arrived in rwanda and spent all my times only with Kenyans for example. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's there is so much that I could learn off the of the people here. Yeah. That and as again I said it's a privilege. Not everyone has the ability of just coming here. Yeah. Traveling staying is a this privilege. long and traveling. Yeah. Mm. So I cannot waste it. Everywhere I go I need to learn more about the place, but at the same time as you learn more about the place, you learn mm. about yourself. And do you feel like you've grown as a person? Yeah since when you came to of today. course dude i'll be honest with you mm. as a person being in rwanda is the time where i've grown the most yeah if i look at the time i came here at mm. uh, I, was, i was a total of what of 21 years old mm. um and i compare now mm. man it's 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 the amount of growth is so huge yeah it's crazy and that in that like same way 
the growth has also gone into my music. Exactly. The music I was making when I first came here yeah. is not the same music I'm making now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that growth just goes across all aspects of your amazing, life. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Mm. So I mean right now I'm in a good place uh as a creative in terms of music. Um like right now um after after putting out the EP now I'm just experimenting. Amazing. Now I'm just experimenting. Talking about your EP, I mean the last one of the songs you collaborated with around is uh, Creative Girl Esther Esther yeah. and um because I feel like um I haven't I'm not familiar with her work but I really really would want to check her work out and please do yeah yeah and I heard from me that she's amazing it's yeah the song is is called Paradise mm. and uh She when I first heard yeah that's one of the girls who sings at at my church. Mm. Yeah, I mean I heard her voice and I was just like yeah I I I need this voice on a song. Yeah. She her voice can express words in a way that I could never. Yeah. And the thing about like music is that it's not about me. Mm. You know, it's about the art. Yeah. So I have no issue mm. even if let's say I make a beat, I make a instrumental. Yeah. If I know that my voice will not be good on that instrumental, I will let someone else do it in respect to that art. Exactly. You know, right. a lot of mm. artists maybe it's like, okay, I want to be on the verse, I also want to be on the chorus, I want to be the one who produces, who plays all the instruments, yeah. and then I want to do maybe everything. Maybe it's not a good timing for you to be on that yeah. cho- chorus, you know? Yeah. It's just that certain person to be on that chorus because yeah. they are the ones that fits well on Who the chorus. Who fits it? Mm. Exactly. I hear and that's humility. That's one mm. thing you have to be humble and yeah. accept that but realize man art as you say art is bigger than us. It's a collective, bro. It's a collective. It's a collective and talking about collective when you bring dance, when you bring uh, fine arts, theater, film, media I would call media an art you know when you bring all these things together you know it's a collective bro and it is a way also to create i mean we are here talking about you and your music talking about our journey as artists but also talking about our struggles our achievements you yeah. know and let's talk about maybe the struggles yeah. how is it like i mean you are a boy from east africa you know and you have been privileged to grow or to live in different places you know yeah. how does it feel like do you feel like maybe at some point you struggle to make music when you move around or mm-hmm. do you like feel like so many different inspirations depending where you're staying for mm-hmm. example maybe you're living in Europe for the moment do you feel like your music is appreciated the same way from East Africa in Rwanda or Kenya I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a very interesting question man. The struggle that I faced for a good amount of time as mm. a musician and even just as a person was identity. Yeah. Everywhere you go especially if you grow up like that you're young you know like when you're very young your mind can be influenced very easily. Yeah. Yeah. So that was identity I still for a good amount of time as I was I was moving around and growing up while moving around mm. I was like okay I'm Gino but 
as a musician who am i because let's say when i was in europe yeah. most of the music i was doing is classical music that's how i was learning about music yeah. in a mm. classical sense exactly. but i'm like mm. okay i can learn it but it's not really me then is i got into yeah. rock music mm. then i moved i lived in namibia that's when i really like in a proper way got introduced into rap music yeah. and south african house at the same time mm. and then at the same time i was like okay so maybe this is my thing maybe i'm a rapper yeah maybe i can make some house music mm. so now i experiment with that like that but that's the thing i think the struggle of that is also it's this, it's the journey of finding yourself exactly yeah so now mm. after having experienced all these things and even huh, it's funny in rwanda mm. based on the people that i i met when i first arrived yeah that's when i got more so into like you know this like genre called um indie rock indie rock somehow indie rock it's like um mm. it's basically almost like rock mm. but not in a mainstream way yeah yeah but that's based on the people that i was interacting with at the same time yeah yeah but then what that did is it shifted my mind mm. because that made me like realize that i actually like making music that's not let's say as mainstream so if you hear a song of mine like on paradise the song doesn't have a chorus yeah my songs a lot of my songs don't have a chorus mm. because i like my song being a journey from a mm. until z yeah i don't want what happened in b after i reach let's say f b comes back again yeah mm. i want you to have a full experience exactly yeah mm. and i only learned that when i came here yeah it's a journey it's a journey man mm-hmm. so it's a struggle but it becomes easier and when you and and when you realize change and transformation only happens because of struggle yeah and i feel like that is a way also for you for your journey through founding yourself and founding actually i really like this or maybe i don't like this maybe yeah. i liked this in this certain time in the past but yeah. now i'm into this yes and maybe it's very important to pass in all those stages because those all those stages they help you to go to who you are now mm-hmm. or who you are becoming tomorrow that's why it's a journey yeah it's always a journey we are on a journey and it's an amazing journey yeah yeah and i think that's a message that it should be out there more mm. a lot of people are running around um like i need to have achieved this by now mm. i need to be this person by now you know yeah. but you realize that's not how it works no it's no, it's no, a journey no, no. Yeah. it's a journey let uh, it's good know who you are know what you stand for but at the same time be open to life I and mean, be nice to yourself yeah because we tend to just think like ah now maybe i'm 25 i need to have this i need to have achieved this this and this and this but we people have different timings yeah but also in the arts you need to be patient we are every day we are learning yes not only learning we are meeting different experiences and also we just need to have also be good to ourselves but also have that space of learning and know that 
the space of learning but also the space of growth mm-hmm. you know let that process also have the space of itself to be free to grow because mm-hmm. uh, how is it gonna feel once you wake up and maybe they say oh Gino you just woke up and you are working on an album with Beyonce yeah it's a good thing but at some point you're like okay so what is my goal now because you're like okay I got maybe I'm saying Beyonce because I love Beyonce for example hey, hey, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a dream of mine so right? please yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love Beyonce and many more but uh, it's just an example you know and that would feel that would hit different from if maybe you would walk for like maybe a couple of years and then you collaborate with Beyonce mm-hmm. I feel like those two feelings will feel different you know yeah because who knows man who knows right now we are here sitting here in the couple of years we are meeting in uh in LA walking on a movie or walking on something you know and it's just that process we need yeah. to be patient with it you know and it's an experiment bro you never know where you end and that's for me personally that's how amazing it is mm-hmm. because it makes me curious always when I wake up I'm like let me go when I stretch when I go to dance when I do my rehearsals I'm like yeah just do it mm-hmm. you know you're gifted just use that gift bro Indeed. don't take it for granted you know one day at a time you're getting old and you wouldn't you will not be able to move like you're moving now when you're 25 you know so just go for it you know and one day at a time you're gonna feel good Indeed. I'm, you're gonna be grateful and look back and say mm, that was a good thing that I didn't stop but now talking about not stopping what would you say about that that's funny because I was just mm. about to ask you that mm. <laughs> okay ask me ask me yeah I want to ask mm. you because like like mm. bro I, I I've known you a good amount of time now yeah and I know that you have also have faced your struggles mm. you have also faced your struggles and uh but one thing that has never happened is that you never quit mm. you never stopped yeah so what what kept you going what, what pushed w- you what are the recipe did you use <laughs> <laughs> you know people want to know tell us exactly what kept I mean, you going some salt and sugar <laughs> that always works but anyways i mean bro it's a journey man and that goes way back I remember when I started to dance. I've always danced when, as a kid, you know, and man, it's just sometimes you find yourself doing something and you don't know even why you're doing it. Yeah. I'm just dancing. I feel good when I'm dancing, you know. And then when you start to meet friends that also have the same passion, then you start to feel like, "Oh, mm, this is nice." You feel like you have a community. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt. And then going through that journey of dancing with friends, creating crews, performing around, performing in schools when I was in high school, all that time, it was amazing. It was amazing because it was a time for me to discover my passion, you know? Even if right now I'm still a dancer, choreographer, I'm in media, I'm in film, I'm in many things, but it's a collective that came because of dance. Mm-hmm. Everything that came after because it came because of dance and that my for me dance was a foundation you know and dance 
for it to be a foundation it leads to to bring all those other talents that I didn't know that I had you know mm-hmm. and also like why I didn't stop sometimes of course we all ha- have up and downs you know some days I would feel like man I'm gonna give up because of the society you grew up in you know and sometimes there is this pressure of family you know and friends yeah you have this pressure especially in family because they are the ones that are close to you that they, they know you since you're a baby you know then they're like what are you doing in your, for your life you know you need to start to think uh, about your future you need to do this you need to do this you go at school your teachers they tell you you need to do this you need to do this and then actually no one tells you to just listen to your heart mm-hmm. and maybe they sit down and say actually what do you want to do do you feel like you want to do dance as a career what can we contribute yeah when we go in in education i feel like i wish i wish that teachers at school they would just have that hour or two hours in a week where they sit with their students and they ask them what do you want to do honestly Yes, maybe we're doing a class of chemistry. Yeah. But I see you always doing music. Do you want to be a musician? You know, and I, I feel I, I, f- I feel like that would be also a way for helping people to not give up on their dreams, you know. And they see that maybe teachers at school, they have their support. And then back home, talking with your family and they will be just genuine and sit down with you. But Manzi, what do you want to do actually? Do you think you want to dance? Should we pay for a school of dance? Should we pay for Yeah, can can we help in any ways? But when you grow up in a society that is not used for seeing urban art, you know, and as yeah. a as a professional career, it's always hard because you are the one to deal with it and fight depending on the passion you have. because if you are not that strong of course you're going to give up but i feel coming back to myself i feel like it was also a challenge <laughs> a challenge because i never gave up i never gave up even if i knew my parents wouldn't understand it i knew my teachers at school wouldn't understand it i knew some of my colleagues at school would, wouldn't understand it but i also loved it I feel like I had the self love of myself mm-hmm. and that is very important for an artist. That's you need powerful. to have self love because no one will love you more than you love yourself. And it's not about being selfish when I talk about that, you know. People hear me well. You know, it's just about like appreciating yourself, being nice to yourself, being like, "Yes, I want to do this. Me, Gino, I want to make music. Just make music." Yeah. If it makes you feel good just make music. It doesn't matter if your family doesn't understand it. And that's I feel like that's what kept me pushing myself because I was like, you know what? Um let me just go for it. It's a journey for me, it's a new journey. I'm always learning, but I feel good. Yeah. I feel like that was something that kept me pushing myself and also like I was like I mean I've always been inspired by many people online watching YouTube videos many choreographers maybe like Paris 
Paris, she's a very famous uh, choreographer. Now mm-hmm. she's she's been working with like Fenty Shaw for Rihanna. Okay. You know, there are many, 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 many inspiration that I would see there and I would talk about them. But I'm sure those people, they didn't give up. And so at some point, they needed to be themselves. You know, they didn't need anyone's push. They just needed that inside self-love to say, bro, just go for it. Yeah. You know, I feel like, so I would not talk too much about that. But the only answer is that I never gave up because I've always felt good dancing and I've always felt like myself. Yeah. You know, I would just sit there, talk about dance, talk about the art, do theater with people, do movie, do anything. Then I'll feel like I'm in my field. Yeah. Even if I knew my parents or anyone wouldn't understand, but I always knew that that's where I feel like myself. When we are sitting here in the studio, I feel like myself. I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've been struggling for years, bro. Like, I've done, I mean, people who follows me, they know I, I had a TV show called The Man's in Bad Talk Show, mm-hmm. you know? And that, shout out to Isaac Kingston, my brother from another mother. When I started that show, I had a dream and I still have and I will go back to that show I'm gonna make it bigger one day mm-hmm. it's just when I started that show it was at a time when I was starting my university okay you know and I want to do I wanted to do a show where I just talk with anyone just a talk show but the budget was so tight for me you know and the budget was big with the vision I had with the TV show. Of course. And I had, I feel like, I mean, I remember I had like three episodes, but then after I was like, you know, <laughs> I can afford this. Let me just stop here. Yeah. And I received many people comments and messages saying, oh, why did you stop? But I kept it low key because I was like, yeah, now I can afford it. You know, it's I mean, clear. that's fair enough. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, and I didn't want to bring my show to a TV station because I knew they didn't have the vision I had, you know. So instead of destroying the vision I had, then I just kept it there. I was like, resume. I will come back to you one day. Yeah, but you know, mm-hmm. like what's what's um, uh, is am- amusing and amazing at the same time about mm-hmm. that is that that's the thing about art. It's reckless. Yep. You try... You try. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, you realign. It doesn't mean you quit. It's just yeah. realigning. Realigning. Yeah. It's maybe okay. Maybe it won't work now, but maybe it will work later. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know. So ideas they can always be improved, but it's not that. Oh, l- l- let's say it didn't happen the way I wanted to. So now I failed. I quit. Mm. No. 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 That's not yeah. how it is. It's just. It's realigning. not maybe the right time. It's not the right it. time. You know, and you just need to be very patient and also understanding that and be open-minded about that because otherwise people are different people will always see things differently they want to say oh he just started the show and that he he just gave up they will not throw the behind the scenes struggle you know of course and they don't need it's not a must they don't yeah. need to know it's your journey do your, your thing you know and also i mean here i am bro here i am i'm still a dancer i'm still a dance teacher i give dance classes i work on projects you know and i'm proud of myself at some point you know i'm yes i'm struggling sometimes but i also have many things that i've achieved you know when i look back and i'm like 
yes, I've achieved this. And really, if you are creative there, struggling, just know everything is a process. You have to trust the process. Yeah. And shout out to a friend of mine online. He always says, trust the process. His name is Inwari. He he's Rwandese, but he lives in uh, Australia. Okay. He moved to Australia, and I mean, I've always tried to follow him online. You know, and he's uh, he's a videographer, photographer. He's like a storytelling, you know, artist, visual artist. But you see that he is really nice to himself, and that's the good. Th- I I'm sure, maybe sometimes he think about it. But he doesn't realize that how much he's inspiring many people out there because he is nice to himself, and that's the most important thing. He's trusting his process, his yeah. journey, and through that, I feel like that's a good foundation. Yeah. Because, yeah, sometimes it can be frustrating if we if you go online on social media, you see all these people showing off whatever but you don't know the struggle behind and then sometimes you tend to judge yourself and you're like am i really no producing yeah. a, enough as possible am i really <laughs> just be nice to yourself do you be know patient yeah. do what you have to do you know and you are gino i am manzi we are different we do our art differently yeah and that's beautiful and that's what we are contributing to the industry exactly it's funny you say that mm. because there are a lot of people out here who are not who, who like who are not nice with themselves or, mm. or to themselves i cannot understand why i think maybe it's one of those things of comparison i see this guy yeah. has made it of mm. course you don't know the struggle yeah and then i look at myself and i'm like ah why am i not here that like, why am i not there yet yeah exactly you, you know and on top mm. of that on top of that you have the pressures of society Exactly. Are you making money? <laughs> You're this age now. Are you thinking mm. about having a family? Are you doing this? Are you investing? No. So then you have all these pressures. Yeah. And of course, I mean, it can stress you. That's it's normal that it will stress you. We're but humans. you have you're mm. you're a human being, but yeah. you must be kind to yourself. Yeah. I think even on my side, that's that's some something I'm still like learning because mm. When I started uh, like like making beats and producing in uh, high school, um, I had my friend Knox and Malcolm, like both of them, and uh, yeah, like both of them were amazing rappers, and mm. I was just a producer. I was I was not having my voice on songs, yeah. yeah. Mm. So I was just making the beats. We had the biggest ideas. Yeah. The, our plans were huge, mm. but here's the thing it's like as time went on and we went our separate ways mm. um like because of life obligations then they stopped yeah i continued mm. and all of that but at the same time it's like yes if you ask me now have you achieved all that you wanted to achieve mm. of course i'll say no not yet yeah. not even close yeah. not even close mm. but that's the thing it's that it's it's as you say again it's about why are you making art exactly you see so here's the thing even if okay this is dramatic this is yeah. very dramatic what i'm going to say mm. but even if there's no one who heard my music yeah let's say i put my music out and no one listened i would still be making music as hard as i'm making it right now that's the spirit you see that's the spirit because and then that shows you if you can if you can say that about your art mm. it shows you that this is my thing 
this is like this is almost like my lifeline this is like what i should be here doing yeah you know mm-hmm. it's not that i saw this idea because you know a lot of the times we like the idea of artistry yeah you see jay-z has made it and you're like he's made a million dollars yeah and you immediately that's your mind i want to make a million dollars so let me start making music and become a rapper yeah but that's not how it works you know yeah. <laughs> that is not yeah. how it works yeah. so um yeah if you if you find yourself not as you face the challenges and you're continuing and you're not stopping mm. man that that alone is fire in your belly for yourself exactly that alone sh- it should be a clear like sign from whoever mm. that this is your thing This is your um I don't know if you've read the book The Alchemist. No. Yeah, it's a uh, basically about a book on um this kid on a journey and all of that. But the author, he speaks of something called as a a legend. Mm. So basically each person has a legend. And that legend is like what is the thing that basically defines your life? If if I could put it like this like another way of putting it is Let's say you achieve everything on the planet. Mm. But you don't achieve that one thing, it will feel like your life was a waste. Yeah. So that one thing that you achieve that is so important, that's your personal legend. Yeah? Mm. So if you can find out what that is, if if it's dance on your side, mm. like imagine you um you stopped dancing, but you achieved everything else. You made a trillion dollars. Mm all of that but do you think that you would still have that emptiness inside because you're not dancing of course i mean you are happy in on another side but you also feel empty because i'm sure with music and dance and arts it's bigger than me mm-hmm. you know it's sometimes i don't even know how to ex- explain this you know because it is a lifestyle that i found myself in you know and it became my my identity you know and yes i do this as a as work you know i dance for living anything related to art but i also do it for my soul mm-hmm. and without that i feel very empty and sometimes it takes some time to realize that because i mean Two years ago, for example, two years ago, I was, for example, maybe many people don't know this story, but I was with a friend of mine, Dizo, we were walking with Sherry Silva, the choreographer, you mm-hmm. know, and when we were walking with her, because she was here in Rwanda visiting, we got a chance to apply for the world of dance this biggest uh, dance competition and when we applied we got accepted for the competition you okay. know but the thing is the and the sad, the sad thing about it is that we couldn't get the visa me and Dizo to go to the US to perform and for me that was very depressing many maybe only the close ones realized that but that was very depressing for me because not only The thing was not I was sad because I didn't go to the US, but the thing is I was sad I couldn't go to the world of dance. Maybe my level was not that good 
like today is level I have in dance. Mm-hmm. But every that's every dancer's dream to go in world of dance, mm-hmm. to be able to meet all those dancers, you know. And when that happens to you, bro, you feel like everything is finished. Yeah. Because you're like so this is it. This is all the effort I've been doing, every practice, every sweat I've put it on this just because I'm Randy's I'm black. I go there, this white woman tells me we can't give you the visa. And I'm like, so this is it? Yeah. And then sometimes you get depressed and think too much, you know? But then after I was like, but you know what? This is not the end of the world, bro. Yeah. Maybe this was not for me. This was not for me. I was happy that Sherry Silva could go there and other black dancers they could represent Africa, you know. But personally, I was of course sad that I couldn't make it. Of course. It, which is normal. You move on as a open-minded person, but it's also like you are like it's something that comes once in life and you're like, "Wow, I just missed it." But you never know what's coming maybe you in the future. Know. You know, you never know and it just shows me that everything is possible. Yeah. Because I'm sure dancing in front of Neo and Jennifer, I don't even know how it feels. I feel like that's a life changing. Who knows? Maybe I dance in, uh, I dance in front of Jennifer and she says, bro, I love you. Come to my album. I want to work with you. Yeah. Ultimate goal already. But I trust the journey. You trust the journey. Trust the process. I went through that. I moved on. I continued. I developed, I developed myself as an artist, as a dancer, you know. As a human being too. As a human being. And yeah. you learn to know that not... Uh-huh. You learn to know that life is not fair. Yeah. Life is not fair. And sometimes you would feel like things are going to work out. But they don't. But they don't. And you'll have to learn from that. One thing that it's mm-hmm. that, that it's it's so true because that's an important lesson. Mm. Yeah. It also shows you that you can only be in charge of your own sense of self-worth. Yeah. You know? Because as you experience the denial of the visa, I'm sure you had a period of thinking like maybe ah, maybe you know I'm I'm not as privileged or as, as or, or, of course, or whatever man. that of like I would mm. get the visa like maybe I'm just a small guy yeah. no, no, no. bro look at Rwanda it's beautiful man we mm-hmm. have a good life you know I have a podcast studio I go I give dance classes I'm happy man I have yeah. family I have friends you know we have good places we have coffee shops we have everything we have touristic places yeah. everything is there Kigali is clean Kigali is safe Rwanda is safe but it's also like I'm an African. There is a way. Maybe I'm living a a good life, but there is a way. Those people they they, they see view, us, they, yeah, they, they view us, they treat us. You know, because yeah. me, for example, no offense, I started to think more about that when that happened. I was like, man, this is real. Actually, you know, if someone can deny a visa, tell you that the reason why they deny a visa is that you, it's because you haven't been out of Africa, and I'm, and I'm like. So, but I'm trying to get out now. Like, so when like am I going? Yeah, when am I going to go out then? You if know? you're denying me the visa, and I understand them. I understand them that we have 
a reputation of like yeah going abroad and we stay there yeah. but i'm also the question is like why do we stay there you guys are the reason why we stay there because you colonized us you have created this mindset that we have to underestimate our country and also feel like mm, life is in europe bro a better life is out there out there europe or america or asia that's yeah. where life is or australia mm-hmm. you know but then coming to the art i feel like that's when we stop creating through our identities instead of creating and tell stories through our culture and stories we start to imitate their stories yeah we start to do their things you know and that's very sad you and you, and you lose your identity and that's why we stay behind yeah but look at today if you look at 15 years back 15 years back i don't think nigerian music was big for sure but look at now african music is leading the world it's, it's leading look at banner boy look at wizkid look at davido davido you know look at everyone is making it techno tiwa savage and i'm like bro we are taking over because we africans have realized that ah actually our music we, is rich we have something here i don't we, know who told us that what we have is not good enough but they were wrong they were wrong yeah and once they realize that once we realize that that's now when we are shining that's yeah. when you see sam smith walking with barna boy mm-hmm. you know that's why you see many people they have their eyes now on africa yeah but this is where it's i it's mean there's still many things to work on but uh, so, so, a journey. <laughs> so far it's a good journey you see yeah. that the african culture is respected you know and talking about that last time i went to paris i was in afropunk music mm-hmm. festival bro i've never seen anything beautiful like that you know mm-hmm. i was in afropunk and only watching people the way they dress the music people celebrating their hair their dreads their afro you're like bro this is where i should be man this is this is what this it's all about this is the place to be yeah because i mean i'm sure people are watching us on youtube and if you look at my hair there are dreads now you know mm-hmm. and it's not a surprise if i walk in the street in yamirambo i'm going to meet a couple of old men or old women they're going to judge me and be like what the fuck is that hair <laughs> <laughs> you know if i go to town there will always be people judging me because that's a colonial mindset yeah. that's how people have been educated that your hair doesn't look good yeah it's 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 too curly it's too nappy it's too this but this is who we are even when you shave people still don't appreciate it yeah. and you're like so when are you guys appreciating when <laughs> what I do you put, want when i <laughs> put how do we call this uh they the, call it peruque in french like this hair they put that look like white people's hair uh if they relax the hair and then it it, it falls down not like, relaxing because, like oh. when you put the extension they call extension right yeah 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 the extension yeah. For oh, example, no the wig the wig wig yeah, yeah when yeah. you put the wig that's when you're gonna happy that's when that's, you that's you think my hair looks nice you know that is ridiculous and i feel like and this year was a process for me like through all thinking all all of those things you know I was like I need to be me. Yeah. You know I need to be me if I want to grow my hair. I grow my hair. Yeah. You know. And if and I feel like that's a challenging journey, but it's also 
an amazing journey for changing mindsets of people, you know, showing them like, actually, we should be proud of ourselves. And when we come back to the creative side, where are we going? Yeah. You know? Here's what, okay, I, I need your opinion on this. Mm. Yeah. Because a lot of people maybe, I have this idea in my mind, but some may argue that maybe I'm being too, like, rigid and strict and all of that, yeah. right? Mm. So, you've you've heard my music. Yeah. Um, you know that, man, I, at times I even mix rock mm. into that. Mm. Yeah. But a lot of the time, when people ask me, like, okay, like, you're a musician, and there were times when either I'm expected to be a rapper yeah, because you're black mm. or I've had people, like I say, I make music and the first thing they ask me is like, okay, give me a freestyle or whatever. or uh, <laughs> And I'm like, okay, yes, I rap. Mm. Yes, but that's not all I am. Mm. On top of that, I tell people that I make music yeah. and immediately their mind is like, oh, he's not a serious guy. Mm. Um, of course. You know, no, of no, course. No, 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 no. I mean, let me give you an example. That's how we people perceive us as black men or black women, you know? If you tell someone, yeah, I'm a musician, already they just classify you somewhere. They put you in a box. Because already the, the industry, the industry people already have made that image that, ah, he's a dark skinny, skinned guy, you know, he's a black guy and he makes music, so hmm, he's not that serious, you know? Yeah. And that's sad. That's sad. I mean, and if you would be white, it would be different. Yeah. You meet people. Mm. Like, as I told you, I do consultancy mm. and I have another contract. So I work in an office job, you know. Mm. So that, like working in that environment at times brings you with people that if they ask you, okay, what do you do? Just because I know how they will receive it, yeah, I'd probably just say, "Yeah, I work here. Mm. I uh, my hobbies are because okay, of course I like reading. I like yeah. to read, but I'm not gonna say I like to rap too. You know, because you know, because I know how what that's they yeah. See. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna say that I spend hell eighty five percent of my free time mm. in making beats. Yeah. yeah? Mm. The, because then they'll be like, is that how you want to spend your time? No, no. Because mm. it's just that the appreciation for yeah. it, the art yeah. is not. I mean, it's not enough because people, that's how they have decided to see art in general. And the the sad thing is that when concerts comes and shows, they will not hesitate to come to pay to see. But they don't know the struggle behind it. Yeah. Sometimes I would... Some people or some clients, they would write to me, Hey Manzi, we would have to, uh, do you give like private dance classes? You know, I would love to have a private dance class with you, whatever. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, why not? And then we talk and it'll be, oh, you're so expensive. In my heart, I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not expensive. Mm-hmm. I should actually double the price because... It's not only that one hour I'm going to teach you. I'm going to give you the time. I'm going to count also the time that I took practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The That's time that point. I took choosing the music. The passion and the love I've added into that while creating the routine I'm going to be teaching you. Those are things 
I consider while pricing my classes. You know, and that's very discouraging when you meet people like them because they have that idea just because I'm a guy from East Africa that that my classes have to be cheaper. Cheap. You know, I mean, I've been processing all of that this the past few months, you know, and I'll be like, man, I need to double the price of my classes because when I was in Paris or Sweden traveling, I saw different dance teachers there, you know, and I saw how much appreciation people give them and how much people pay actually, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, let's not, let's be honest, people, I'm very open in my podcast. My classes currently, you can pay three euros. That's three Rwandan francs, three mm-hmm. thousand Rwandan francs yeah. to enter in my class for one hour. If you go to France, Paris, depending with the teacher, if the teacher is famous, maybe it's going to be a little bit expensive, but maximum 20k, 20 euros to go in the class. Yeah. Per person. That's crazy. And me, when I was in Paris, when I was watching, I mean, my friend Boone, we became friends after. He's an amazing teacher. He's from Paris. He teaches in a studio called Lax Studio. Mm-hmm. And when I was watching him teach, I was like, where is the difference? This is how I teach also. I have experience, bro. I've been doing workshops of being an amazing teacher. I have been teaching all over almost five years. I know what I'm doing, you know? And when I see people just because they are from Europe, they are able to charge extra. But just because here you're in Rwanda, when you try to charge extra, people complain. They're like, ah, you're expensive. Yes. But who are these people ex- complaining? Yeah. Not Rwandis. Rwandis are not complaining. Experts are complaining. Yet, and, 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 and yet they know the value. And I'm like, yeah. bro, you are an expert. You are making so much money at your work. Yeah. And you are telling me that I'm expensive? This reminds but me of... You wouldn't uh, say that if yeah. you are in Europe. You wouldn't say that. Yeah. But you are s- saying that here just because you know here the money goes a little bit down and you want to save extra money. And I'm yeah. like, boy or girl, yeah. chill. You yeah. know, I know what I'm doing. That's why I'm pricing what I'm pricing. There was a story you told me one time about <laughs> someone who came Man. and uh, arrived at your dance oh. class, mm. didn't pay, right? Oh, didn't man. pay. And then you were like, it's fine. It's a trial. Mm. Um, If you like it, come back. I mean, I'm not going to be... This is actually a very funny, but also sad story. She was a Chinese girl. Mm -hmm. She comes to my class. When I finish to teach, when we are cooling down the class, stretching, she just go. She doesn't pay the class. But me, I'm like, ah, it's okay. Because I'm not the one taking the money I have someone in charge and then I tell the guy who was in charge of that I was like it's okay maybe it's her first trial let's let's when she comes back we will remind her she comes back we remind her oh she he reminded her you didn't pay last time and she was like yeah but I don't have money on me then me I was like that's her it's fine that's the second okay, class two times uh-huh. she said she will bring the money on the third class she comes to the third class she didn't bring the money. And then she goes in the class. 
And then while I'm teaching the the girl, what does she do? She goes out of the class before the class finishes. And I'm like, you are, and me, I'm like very, I feel so sorry for her. I'm like, you are an expert. You come to a new country. Already you have a white skin. You know how much privilege you have. You know how much history behind that. You know? Yeah. And then you come to my class. You disrespect me. You don't want to pay for the class. But you still come for the third time. And you still don't want to pay. And then you leave before the class finishes. And I'm like, wow. So this is how it is? That's pure This is how it is? Then I was like, we artists, especially we, I mean, Rwandans, uh, black people, we need to respect ourselves before these people respect us. You know? Because I was like, you, Manzi, you are naive. You were very respectful, naive, because that's who you are as a person, but you need to also be strict when it comes to your job. Because if some people who disrespect you just really have that integrity of pushing back you know definitely because, because i was like wow even around these men or women who never do that but just because she feel that she have that white privilege yeah. above me she feels like she can treat me how she wants i was like wow crazy so this is how it is you know this uh, this leads me into what i'm into an interesting like topic Mm-hmm. And you say you are a huge fan of Beyonce, that yeah. you love Beyonce. Mm. Black is King. Mm. Yeah? You've watched it? I've watched it. As a matter of fact, I mean, I started watching it at you and Gabby's place. Mm. And uh, so we didn't finish, mm. but I went back home. I watched yeah. it because I was trying to understand, Yeah. Um, mm. okay, what is the is the message between this thing? Yeah. You know, and then, of course, a lot of people say, yeah, The Lion King, it's a visual album to accompany The Lion King. Mm. But I watched it closely. Mm. That, that like, whatever it is, the, mm. that, like, movie or whatever, it's not about Lion King. No. It's not about Lion King. That, that basically, what I got out of it, it's basically saying, we are black people, yeah? You need to get back on the song where it's like, find your way back, yeah? Saying, come back. And, and find your way back who you are because in the in the in the in the in the movie it starts off uh, the he's a kid he mm. comes up but then in the movie you see him at some point with like chains and all of this stuff and then um in the song where it goes like don't you jealous me no 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 no, no. Mm. that's actually not like saying okay um i'm bragging but the guy it's like right before the song um, starts, he asks him, who are you? He asked him, who are you? So that whole idea and the whole like narrative was that he has all these chains, yeah. but at the same mm. time, he has the responsibility as a prince mm. to lead his people out. Yeah. And so what that like movie said was that how we have been, been, been it's, it's colonization, yeah. is that, okay, now let's go and seek, let's say all these kind of, of, of luxurious things da, 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 da. but at the same time there was the risk in his experience like in that in that movie he lost mm. his, his sense of who he was yeah you see mm. then the whole idea of that movie after that as as they say like find your way back and all of that at the end you see an elder he meets an elder who's like the chief of the village or something like that yeah 
And then only after he has faced his journey and found and came back and found out who he was, that's when now he could he could be given the um it's called what the keys into the kingdom or whatever like the whole idea mm. if he finds his way back becomes the king mm. and all of that that's that's just the same like message that like the movie and her and her creative um environment and people yeah. are just expressing to us as black people exactly it's our responsibility to come back to come back and for some like people is to discover exactly you know because mm-hmm. not everyone has ever like felt like you know um this is me i am capable of this a lot of people have just been oppressed from day one yeah you know mm-hmm. but what those like movies and platforms like those they do is they tell you hey take a step back look properly look properly yeah where is the like all the fashion that is being um made right now yeah where do you think those ideas are coming from who do you think is exactly. at the is at the ba- is is behind the scenes working on those things? Mm. Yeah. So it's like know your worth, know who mm. you are and then build yourself. Just go back and see. Exactly. The history, you know? Yeah. And learn and also learn to unlearn. Learn to that's yeah, that's that's big. That's yeah. big. Yeah. Bro, I mean we can talk the whole day, man. <laughs> we can talk the whole day and um I hope our listeners are enjoying this episode because for sure I hope so too. It is a very interesting episode that we're having and I want you on more episodes. I'm going to ah, invite definitely. you on more and because I feel like we have a lot of things to talk about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the time is not our friend right now, you know. Yeah, we need to you. finish soon, but also I want to take this time to also thank you for sharing, you know, and also those are very interesting conversations we're having that I feel like people also listening to us they have many comments to add and feel free to add a comment if you can comment so that we can all interact and also communicate and make our community even bigger you know make sure you subscribe on YouTube our channel and make sure you tune in on Spotify Apple podcast podcast and radio public and Google podcast you know and anchor and breaker so that we can all connect and yeah build this journey that we started the journey podcast and mm-hmm. I'm going to be here man Zimba as your host always and I'm going to be always bringing you creative people and I'm so excited it's a really 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 privilege for me to be able to not only be an artist but also be a media personality you know and be here like having conversations you inspiring me and inspiring our listeners and also having sure. very interesting conversations i mean let's is anything you want to say to anyone listening to us or to a young creative producer out there who is trying to find their way to this industry man <laughs> trying to find their way back mm. <laughs> no mm. but uh like first of all let me just say that mm. what you what you are doing is man it's incredible It's an inspiration even right now I am leaving here like feeling energized mm. and inspired by you by what you've built by your vision and your relentless kind of drive to just move forward. Yeah. You know. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's like mm. big up to you next level man. And to anyone else out there in the creative space and scene and because I'm a producer I'm speaking to all the producers and musicians out there. Mm. 
at the end of the day, this is a gift. Yeah. Being able to to make music, to express yourself in a creative sense is a gift. And don't let anyone take that gift away from you. No way. Um, mm. That is something, I can tell you this now, but every day you have to wake up and remind yourself that. Yeah. Because all the time there will be other people and, and messaging and everything that will, will try and make you go and forget that. Yeah. But remind yourself of that. This is... It's your life. It's a privilege. Yeah. And there are people out here, yeah. like Manzi, like mm. myself, who are there to inspire, mm. to build a platform where you can come and express yourself. Yeah. And also just be like role models. So like really, exactly. mm. um, like really just embrace it, mm. be grateful, and trust the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah. Big up to yourself. Cheers, man. Guys, I mean, we all heard that and so much inspiration in this room. Thank you so much. And uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Also, I'm looking forward to welcome you again to the coming episode. Thank you to Gino. Hey, Big anytime, bro. Anytime. Thank you. And um, if you can... If you would love to find Gino, you can find him on Instagram. Bro, you would just give us your Instagram handles and then, yeah, people yeah. can find you. It's Gino. It's Gino underscore um, T-O. Yeah. So like Gino, the the underlining thingy and T-O. Yeah. You can find me there and on there you can find my Spotify, you can find my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, and we can connect. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we need to always connect and also that's how we grow as individuals and also as a community of course so thank you so much gino and thank you, bro. Uh, my pleasure to have you here in the journey space it's on the journey honor. podcast you already know this is the number one podcast in the country hosted by your boy your favorite manzi mbaya and i'm gonna see you guys again to the next episode the coming episode so much love for you guys thank you so much this was dope man that's fire <laughs>